0: welcome back to another crypto daily three at three all right guys happy friday uh first friday in september we're back to school we're back to work Um, and today i wanted to focus on actually one topic instead of three maybe a couple different dimensions of it a couple different pieces of news um anyone who watches uh or listens to this knows that i think that this Um, The story of the summer uh, and what likely is one of the big stories going forward is the growth in the battle for digital global money, right? We saw the launch of Libra. We saw the launch of Libra accelerate China and everywhere else's, frankly, attempt uh, to build central bank digital currencies. Uh, We are seeing a global competition around different approaches to um, government integrated currencies uh, as witnessed by Binance's Venus announcement. Um, I think this is basically one of the central battlegrounds for digital money, right? Um I previously have called it there's sort of this trifurcation of crypto into uh, permissionless chains like Bitcoin permission kind of corporate rule chains, and then government currencies. Um, and you're seeing the the blending and the convergence uh, of many of them. And so um, I wanted to take a quick uh, peek into what's going on right now with Libra and with China based on some, some recent things that we've seen. So um, first of all, uh, some interesting news around Libra. It's been kind of quiet since the hearings uh, uh, last month. Uh, but we're seeing some amount of activity. So uh, the block reported that Facebook had hired two more lobbyists for the Libra cryptocurrency initiative, um, which squares kind of with the sense that most people have that the biggest challenge right now for Libra is uh, regulatory, right? Um, in fact, that's when we when we saw Binance Venus launch um, a couple weeks ago, the major thing that we discussed was the extent to which that was trying to arbitrage uh, the potential that Facebook just gets mired in this endless global regulatory battle and instead creeps in and basically says, hey, we have a better option for building your central bank digital currency. Uh, you can work with us to build your own kind of localized, regionalized version of Libra without having to surrender authority to uh, to Zuckerberg. That surrendering authority um, is uh, is at the heart of uh, another report that the European Central Bank's Yves uh, Mersch Uh, He's one of their executive board members, and he was speaking out this week against uh, Libra. He said Libra could reduce the ECB's control over the euro, impair the monetary policy transmission mechanism by affecting the liquidity position of euro area banks uh, and undermine the single uh currency's international role. Um and so this is kind of like what we heard a little bit in the hearings in the US uh, where some number of senators and congressmen called into question what the libra would do to the US dollar's role as the global reserve currency. Um the European Central Bank is bringing up similar concerns here. Uh nothing new particularly but again just the, there's kind of this constant background noise and hum of skepticism and worry around uh, Facebook and Libra. Then you have JP Morgan, who, by the way, themselves are developing their own JPM coin or JP Morgan coin or whatever it's gonna be called. Uh, So are certainly not an unbiased observer. But they came out with a report, basically, that said uh, to their clients, stablecoins and Libra in particular have the potential to grow substantially and ultimately shoulder a significant fraction of global transactional activity. However, as currently designed and proposed, they do not take into account the microstructure of operating such a payment system. The risk of payment system gridlock, particularly during periods of stress, could have serious macroeconomic consequences. So this is interesting because this is an argument against the current kind of uh, proposed architecture of Libra on the basis of um on the basis of how it's designed and not so much in in terms of uh, having a horse in the global reserve currency race, but in fact, in terms of of how it will be able to handle the kind of the load uh, and bear the load of the global digital transaction system. So again, lots and lots of, uh, you know, just Facebook since Libra was announced has been assailed from all sides um, and that continues. And that's kind of the story here is that that has been continuing now. Uh, Preston Byrne uh, pointed out, and I thought this was a perfect way to sum this up, the two major players in the surveillance market enter into a war of words. So basically, uh, you know, one of the distinct phenomenon uh, that that occurred post Libra is we saw a major uptick in how China was discussing its currency. Um, And this tit for tat started right from the first hearings from David Marcus as well, right? If you remember at the first uh, Senate hearing and then more explicitly at the congressional hearing uh, when Marcus testified, he basically was saying that if you don't let us do it, if we don't do this, if we don't go out and create a digital money, someone else will. Uh, And he all but spelled it out that the someone else he was referring to was China. And then later, about a week or two Later, uh after something had come up in the news about China developing their own central bank digital currency uh he basically spelled it out even further he was like this is exactly what i was talking about so uh Since then, we saw a couple different moments. Uh, A former uh, People's Bank of China governor said that they should accelerate their efforts to compete with Libra. And then just last month, uh, or maybe at the end of July, beginning of August, we had an official who's currently at the People's Bank of China in their payments department, uh, who actually said that uh, it was nearing readiness, right? That after five years of research, uh, this had had come up. Um, So uh, we got more comments from that same official this week uh saying basically basically comparing china's central bank digital currency to libra and saying it compared favorably as it related to the technology um he said uh, let me find this exact quote why is a central bank still doing such a digital currency today when electronic payment methods are so developed? It is to protect our monetary sovereignty and legal currency status. We need to plan ahead for a rainy day. So basically, he's answering like, why do this when WeChat and Alipay exist? Uh, it's because of the role of this currency, that it is an actual government-backed currency. Um, so this uh, hit Chinese papers uh, today, this morning, and then it got translated over into uh, into the American, especially the crypto press today. Um, but that wasn't the only uh, story this week around uh, China and the Libra competitor. Um, So uh, Wolfie Zhao at CoinDesk wrote a really interesting report that a lot of people were sharing. Um, China's crypto competitor is being built in a secret office with restricted access. And basically what this uh, pairs out, I encourage you to read the whole thing, but what this spells out is the the, the urgency, I guess you would say, of uh, China bringing its central bank digital currency to market since the Libra announcement, right? So the work has been expedited as Facebook unveiled in June its vision for Libra, um, and so this is his source basically saying that ever since Libra, they've been uh, just hustling to to kick it up, and so this I think is what I meant by this title of China versus Libra: the digital money battle heats up. I think that this is, uh, you know, the the players are clear; um, it's just a question of what happens and china is in a lot of ways i think trying to um trying to outflank in some ways libra by getting out ahead of uh of this um of this monetary battle while libra is stuck in uh, effectively you know regulatory morass so uh of course china and the u.s aren't the only players in this um and in fact libra isn't going to be probably the only player in the u.s Uh, There are lots of other I mean, I think what's happening right now is that every central bank, every government in the world is asking what its policy is going to be. And so we had kind of two very divergent examples of that this week. Um, You have Burundi, uh, the central bank director saying strong measures will be taken against crypto traders. Um, So this is a basically a banning of all cryptocurrencies. Um, so it's just kind of an aggressive position. Uh, but then meanwhile, you have the Marshall Islands uh, who uh, has a, one of their ministers actually wrote an op-ed for CoinDesk this week, um, explaining why they were going to issue their own digital currency and how it was going to work. Uh, and they actually talk about uh, some of the things that we talk about uh, in the crypto community. So I wanna read this passage we chose to create a fixed money supply with, with fixed growth because fiat currencies can be remarkably unstable. For example, the Argentine peso recently fell 15% in a single day, while Venezuela's currency for all intents and purposes no longer functions at all. The policies of major central banks are not reassuring as the gold and bitcoin prices attest. We as governments need to take a more sustainable approach to money and to not treat it as a limitless resource. Our money supply will grow at a sustainable 4% each year following a Milton Friedman's K% rule. New store value Value will be automatically distributed to the currency holders and the centralized decentralized entities securing the network. This means that we in the government cannot modify the money supply and we cannot manipulate the value of our currency by printing more money. Um, so, this is interesting not just as a CBDC experiment but as um, kind of a, an economic philosophical standpoint. It's very similar to what a lot of folks, um, particularly in the Bitcoin community, are interested in. So, you know, the Marshall Islands is a tiny island nation, uh, it's not going to sell. Send shockwaves around the world. However, uh, it will be interesting to see if what happens um, does this create more stability? Does this uh, create um, uh, interest in the in this digital currency more than uh, than than they had previously experienced? Um, so there's a lot here that's going on, and the point of today is is not so much to draw conclusions, but more just to keep you guys informed and up to date with the latest and what's happening. Like I said, I think this is some of the the most important conversation, one of the most important conversations happening right now, and I think it's going to continue to be so. Um, so a couple more resources I wanted to suggest. Uh, one, uh, Michael Casey, who uh, is on the Board of Advisors at Coindesk um, and has written a bunch of books about this, he wrote about the recent speech from uh, from a couple weeks ago uh, where Mark Carney, the England bank of uh, the England bank governor, uh, suggested a synthetic hegemonic, hegemonic currency. Um, basically, this he suggested that the central banks all get together and create their own version of Libra, their own kind of basket of currencies, uh, you know, to take out the USD as the the global currency reserve. Um, uh, Casey has actually a lot to, to say that there's potential ways to recommend that or, or reasons to recommend that. He also talks about the idea of... Um, cryptocurrency or kind of digital currency interoperability instead of just a single new currency so uh, i think it's super super interesting and worth a read and then uh finally you've got peter mccormick who's in the middle of a series on libra which i think is really really excellent peter has been um you know innovating a lot in terms of this idea of podcast series and bingeable content which is something i'm super passionate about and uh, he just dropped an edition today um, with preston byrne who i quoted earlier and jake trevinsky On regulating Libra. So it says, we discuss is Facebook money, government money, the danger of Facebook and Libra deplatforming users is Facebook shielding itself from regulation and Libra privacy. So I actually haven't had a chance to listen to that yet. However, I feel uh, entirely confident recommending it just on the basis of both Peter's work and, uh, and, and his two excellent guests. So uh, that's it for today. Um, I think it's a, it's a super exciting time. It's interesting, if nothing else, Um, I guess I would be remiss just since it's uh it's, it's It's Friday and the much uh, anticipated day um, backed Uh, has begun um, its deposits and withdrawals for its warehouse in anticipation of its uh, Bitcoin futures launch uh, later this month on the 23rd. Um, It happened, as they said, as planned on September 6th, which is today. So that's exciting to see. But anyways, guys, that's it for me for this week. Uh, Hope you had a great week. Hope you have a great weekend coming up. It is my birthday tomorrow, September 7th. uh, So I will be enjoying not taking a day off that I wouldn't normally because long read Sunday has to come out. But anyways, thanks for hanging out. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. And I will catch you guys on Monday. Peace.